Hello, welcome to Leading with Grace, the podcast for women going through separation and divorce. My name is Hio, and I'm your host. I'm a certified life and spiritual mastery coach. And here, I get to show you how your divorce doesn't have to be devastating, but that actually, it could be the means of greater discipleship with your Savior, Jesus Christ, as you connect with Him in a higher and holier way. Let me show you how. Welcome back, everyone, to Holy Week, Day 5. Um, I just want to just personally just express my gratitude for my Savior, Jesus Christ. And as we are getting closer and closer to the painful suffering parts of Jesus's ministry and experience, it I've just noticed that I've become very, very emotional lately. And sometimes I'll just start crying randomly. <laughs> And, um, and at first I'm just like, why am I doing this? This is weird, but I'm learning to allow myself to grieve, to grieve for what the savior had to go through. And, and even though I am so grateful for what he has done, I'm so grateful for the sacrifice he was willing to, to make and to go through this. It still is really hard to read this. It's still really um, painful to read about the suffering of someone you love so deeply and, and to think of all that he gave during his ministry, of the miracles, the time spent with individuals, to talk with them, to console them, to show compassion for them, and to show a measure of goodness and graciousness that may have not been shown as of late in this in this um in this period of time and so i am i'm really grateful that i have allowed myself to really study the words of of jesus and to really make it memorable to myself to make it what's that word i'm sorry relevant to myself more than any other time in in me studying the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so for Thursday, um, many things are going on. Then we have the Last Supper. We have his farewell discourse. We have him washing of his disciples' feet. And then him going to Gethsemane, being betrayed. And then him being faced with the Jewish authorities and how he has treated them. Now, in previous episodes, I have covered my thoughts and feelings about the Garden of Gethsemane, so I'm not actually going to talk about that, which you may think is like the obvious thing to talk about, um, but I am choosing not to do that. If you want to read my thoughts on the Garden of Gethsemane, then I want to say I know which episode it is, but I don't. <laughs> so you get to listen to all of them and figure out which one it is, but I want to talk about the washing of the feet. And before I do that, I want to make mention that the Last Supper has to do with the Passover. And so when we were living in Northern California, we would spend Easter with my sister-in-law's parents, the Jexes. And every, every time we were there, she would do a little lesson for us and especially for the kids. And she had to set our plates. And she would talk about the different elements of food that they would eat during Passover and what they represented. And it had to do with the Jews fleeing Egypt. 
and that they didn't have time, for instance, to um, leaven or let their bread rise. And so that's why they have unleavened bread, or in other words, they call it matzo or matzah. Sorry, I don't even, I'm probably not even saying that right. I'm so sorry. And that each element on this setter plate represented some experience of the Israelites fleeing Egypt. And so, for instance, and I'm just going to read some of these to you. Um, a center plate at the center of the table contains Passover foods with particular significance to the Exodus story, including matzah, bitter herbs, a lamb shank bone, a mixture of fruit, nuts, and wine that represented the mortars Jews used while bonding bricks, while bonding bricks as slaves in Egypt. Okay. And then they had a few other elements there that they would eat, but they, they were each um, represented an experience that the Israelites were going through and as a way to remember what their forefathers suffered. And as I was reading this, something also hit me. And this is just my own personal thoughts and feelings about um, the Passover and the rituals that was around the Passover, especially the food, but that it also represented what Jesus Christ will be going through the bitterness of what he was going to go through, him being the pure lamb, him having to go through what he has to go through. And I'm sure that as he was having this final Passover meal, I can only imagine the emotions that was coming up for him. Now, we don't have that written out in the Gospels, but he was also partly human too. He had to have felt sorrow. And I wonder if he was feeling some level of bitterness that he had to leave the people that he loved. And it's interesting that in the discourse, his final discourse to his, his disciples, he talks a lot about love and about sacrifice and about being friends and about what it means to, to love on others, what it means to be one with him and one with his father. And as he is talking about this, I love how he, he prefaces this beautiful discourse on Christ-centered love, on Christ-like love by washing the feet of the disciples. And as I was reading this part, and I'm actually reading in John chapter 13, verse four, he said, it says, he rises from the supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Now, as we are reading this, we know the rest of the story, right? And so we have a sense of the purpose of the washing of the feet, okay? And I love, um, I love what Jesus says in verse 7. And well, let me go to verse six. Then cometh he to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my what dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, I what I do thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Okay. So we have we have an advantage in that we get to read this story and we know the rest of the story, and we know what the washing of the feet represents, that it represents the crucifixion and the resurrection and the atonement and what it is going to do 
for not only Simon Peter, but for every single human being on this planet that has ever lived. That the atonement, in essence, is washing our feet. And I love what Peter says. That he then later says, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Isn't that so interesting that he would choose those other body parts? You know, how often are my thoughts in my head not always Christ-centered? They are not always loving. They are not always one with God and with Jesus. Sometimes, actually many times, they are so far from it, right? I just had this most recent experience um, where I, where God had asked me to do something, and I'm thinking, no. <laughs> and I feel like every time he asks me to do something, I'm always like, no, that's just a bad idea. Absolutely not. And yet when I think back on the many times that he's asked me to do things, it has always been in alignment with love. It has always been in alignment with goodness and graciousness. And I wonder that every time he asks me to do something, it's as if he's washing my head. It's as if he's washing my thoughts and trying to keep them clean and trying to encourage me to keep them clean. And when I finally do say yes, I get up and I do what I need to do. And most times it requires my hands and my feet. And so I wonder if he, when he asks me to do these things, he is washing my hands, he's washing my feet, he's washing my mind, my thoughts, my head. And so how could I say to him, no, you can't wash my feet. But rather, it's like, okay, Christ, what other parts of my being needs to be washed? And he's willing to do that. He's willing to take off his garments and get water, living water, and a towel, and to wash the dirt off. As I think on this imagery, I am just filled with so much love. So much love that he would be willing to condescend and to go below all things by literally getting on his hands and knees on the floor as I'm sitting. And he's praying for me. He's praying for me so that I can be clean. It's so, it's so in line with with my imagery of him in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he, again, he's on his knees praying, asking God if this is what he needs to do, and at the same time, willing to do it, willing to wash the feet of every child of God that has ever lived and that will, and that will live. That's what he's doing, isn't he? And so, so yeah, as we're getting closer and closer to the crucifixion, 
I'm noticing that my emotions are are very much to the surface because I am one of his disciples. I never thought that being a coach and coaching on divorce and discipleship and being also a spiritual mastery coach, never thought that this is where it would lead me, this discipleship would lead me to help other women wanting to seek discipleship, a holier, a higher way of discipleship. And I've been called to this work. And I don't know if it's something I requested. I don't know if it's because of the spiritual gifts that I've been given that has allowed me to have this calling. I don't know what that is but I've accepted it. And I love also what Jesus says. Um, let me see if I can find it here. In verse 14, if I then your Lord and master have washed your feet, ye also ought to, ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Now, I'm not Jesus, so I can't, I can't forgive sins. <laughs> but I can lead you. I can help and lead you to your Savior in a higher and holier way. To connect with him in a way that maybe you have never connected with him before. I can help you to have your feet washed. To have your head washed. To have your hands washed. I can help you in that process by leading you to the Savior, by showing you where you get distracted in your thoughts that keeps you from really embracing peace, that keeps you from really embracing love, that keeps you from really embracing the Savior Jesus Christ and all that He represents. I am so grateful for what he has done for me. And because, because he allows me to approach him and because I allow him to approach me and to wash me, I have experienced such greater depths of joy and gratitude and love and, and happiness and charity and graciousness not only for myself, but I get to show that to others. And even when I don't always want to, he's so patient with me and he continues to wash me. He continues to cleanse me. He continues to teach me. He allows me to come to him and say, yes, Lord, not only wash my feet, but my head and my hands, my mouth, my eyes, my ears, my fingers. And he's there for me every single time. I know that he is the savior of you and me and your ex-spouse, no matter how you feel about him. I know he entered into the garden of Gethsemane for what we would be going through so that we can be more like him, 
so that we can be a disciple, a witness that divorce and discipleship can be sanctified by our Savior, Jesus Christ. I know that he lived upon this earth. He walked upon this earth. That he, he made those miracles happen to bless the lives of others and to testify to you and me today that he is real. That he lived, he died, and he continues to live today. That there is a God in heaven that they love us and they want us to return back to them. And we will someday see them. We will someday recognize who he is and be a witness of his divinity. I know that God lives. I know we have heavenly parents that love us and they're cheering us on and letting us know that we have done our best, that we are doing our best, and that yet there is more to be done. I know that Jesus Christ is a Savior and the Messiah, that he died for our sins, and so that we can be resurrected someday to be like him. I know that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints contains the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that through the Book of Mormon, through the Holy Scriptures, through the sacrament, we can be cleansed every single day. We can be able to say to, to Christ, yes, cleanse me. And I'm so grateful for this. And I just want to leave with you that testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you so much for coming. If you want to learn more about how to confidently navigate your separation and divorce, subscribe to this podcast and get on my email list at heonorthcoaching.com. That's H-Y-O-N-O-R-T-H coaching.com. All links will be found in the show notes. Until next time, take care.